opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard left are in the you know, ascendancy I, I, within, the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation, compensation, hard left wing position, hard left, the 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 hard left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, 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 Reporting live from the People's Semi-Autonomous Republic of Kalispell in Montana, I'm Yair. I'm here with Jack Fernreed and uh, Tom Foster. Thank you very much, Jay. So what are we going to be discussing today, guys? Oh, we're going to be discussing a whole load of stuff. And I mean, might, might I say, man, it's great to have you back. How was your move? Uh, it's good to be back. It was a hellish move. Uh, like I said on my Twitter, uh, 50 hours of driving in five days. Is a schlep. Not very fun, but at least I'm not in the sweaty ball sack of America anymore. <laughs> What's the weather like in Montana? Fucking gorgeous. A balmy 22 degrees. The sun oh. is shining. It's lovely. I, I, I am in love with this weather. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> Do you have any stories from your uh, road trip across the sweaty ball sack of America? Did, did anybody, <laughs> did, did a strange old vagrant hold up your car going, got a light? God, I <laughs> That's for all the Twin Peaks heads out there. Yeah, no. Um, nothing really exciting happened on the trip, but pretty much the day after I arrived here, I decided, fuck it, I'm going on a one-man pub crawl. So I got a little bit out of it. I had a few drinks. I ended up in the VFW, which stands for Veterans of Foreign Wars. It's like a veterans bar, but most of the people weren't veterans, I don't think. And I was like, just playing pool with some locals and uh, i happened to meet the stoner crowd somehow oh, wow. it was, it was nice. i was drawn there boom so i got some phone numbers gonna get in touch gonna do some hiking some mental exploration that kind of thing should be oh, fun kieran cannot sadly be with us here today because he is of course dead yeah uh, kieran is sadly no longer yeah, with us it's very sad it's i mean sad and i, I skyped into his funeral delivered a touching eulogy for the man who i appeared in maybe three episodes of this podcast with yeah good guy. the best friend good you guy. ever had absolutely he, he <laughs> touched my heart in ways that i cannot explain <laughs> what what happened to kieran just to remind the listeners who have just tuned in and have probably shocked previously on kieran was unfortunately killed in a freak grenade assassination in his from, uh, a, helicopter. Yeah. from a helicopter from uh, allegedly the Brazilian authorities in his secret undersea bunker in the South Pacific. Uh, it was uh, it was very sad. We're we're all we're all deeply sad. Deeply, <laughs> deeply. You can't unleash him on people now. We have to. I can't do that. I mean, Jack. Like, you're gonna have to take up the mantle. You're gonna have to start 
what like what are we gonna do? I mean, people are complaining about peace. my overlong introductions in the last episode. They don't understand. Now Kieran's dead. I've got to do twice the banter. Fucking play it. Yeah, and it's hard to banter with yourself, isn't it's it? It's pretty much. hard to banter with it's myself. Impolite. Like me and Kieran generally finish each other's sentences. I've got to finish my <laughs> own fucking sentences. <laughs> like you weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> so we're trying our best to compensate for the loss of Kieran. We've got Yair back, and we've got a whole roster of interesting subject matter to discuss. We do. We're going to be talking about, later on in the episode, an article that came out a couple of days ago from the iNews uh, paper, Tom. The paper? Yeah, actually, I don't... On the website, I don't think it was actually released I thought in, you forgot what newspaper was called. No, you're right. Oh, I, I don't I, fucking read newspapers. <laughs> I know, I, I, and I've got to say, <laughs> I am so days. proud of you guys carrying oh, that torch. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Yair. I'm really sorry that they didn't mention anywhere in the article that this is ostensibly a movie podcast. <laughs> but it's departed so much from the original vision that we, we created together all those months ago. Yeah, we're not doing the deep state propaganda very subtly. <laughs> it's quite shallow state, really. <laughs> kind of surface level state. But yeah, you were right, Tom. I don't think it actually appeared in the print edition of the eye because I bought it on on the day that the article dropped, actually, and I didn't see it in there. Um, sad. 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 And it, <laughs> it, an irrelevant publication, increasingly tragic and pathetic what's happening over there, apart from Carl, who wrote the article, who we like. Thanks for giving us some attention, Carl. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> yeah, free advertising. If we don't get the attention, we shrivel up and die like a flower not exposed to sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that later on in the show we've got some films to discuss we've got a little bit of music as well i think so oh, yeah we're, we're going to be talking music of course we are covering real fucking music today <laughs> john harris bringing would say. all of the culture discussion to you oh we we are gonna span the entire culture wonderful so yeah yeah well, it's been going on yeah. in america <laughs> Uh, what, what's your president what's been up to? That's a big question. That's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing well, was that you telling my us? president. We, we had 4th of July yesterday, you know, big Independence Day fan, obviously, you know, huge on nationalism. I ended up getting blackout drunk and maybe doing some other stuff that I won't mention on air. And um, <laughs> it was good fun. The room was spinning till about 2 a.m., at which point I fell asleep. And you still got up in time to do the podcast. I was up early. You fucking I trooper. was up at nine. Woo! And I oh, wow, great. you're a hero. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, wow. And uh, a few days before that, there was Canada Day. I gotta say, this oh, is the yeah? one place in America I've ever seen more foreign flags than American flags. It's... What Canada? Yeah, loads of Canadian <laughs> flags. Place in America. But anyway, isn't Justin uh, Trudeau a fucking cunt? He, he is. He <laughs> is. <laughs> Donald Trump apparently tweeted the other day that uh, Happy Canada Day, everybody. Uh, uh, Justin Trudeau is my new friend. Uh, something to the, uh, that effect. I don't. That's not an exact quote, but. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's typical. Typical shit. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if what, Trudeau what, returns the love, but at best he's a melt, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a fucking melt. He returns the love of fucking NATO. Where yeah, you fucking, see his NATO's fucking, his NATO socks. Yeah, fucking his fucking cunt. shit socks. Someone should shove him down his fucking throat, shove him up his fucking dick. 
Yes, Val. <laughs> um, other than that, more Trump news. Apparently, he set up this commission. This was a while back where uh, they're going to look into voter fraud because he is the sorest winner in history. <laughs> he, he fucking won, but he's still looking into voter fraud because he didn't win by enough. And this commission the other day, they asked all 50 secretaries of each state to give everyone's voting record and social security number to the commission. Uh, with, without their yeah. names, of course, but, you know, your social security number, like your national insurance number, is tied to your name. So, yeah. And, of course, they all gave a resounding no. Uh, fuck off. Uh, and, and even the Republican governor of Mississippi said, I believe, words to the effect of, he can go jump in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the weird thing about Trump. He has no ideological purity, does he? He's not no. a small government Republican. He's not. He's not anything he's not committed to racism he just uses racism he's casually racist himself and yeah, his policies yeah. are racist but that's because he thinks it's politically convenient uh, opportune. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely viable to get him in power exactly I, at the sound of almost sounding melty, like I do have more respect for more traditional conservatives. Still fucking hate them, but I can Melt. at least respect that they, uh, you know, they sad. think they know what's right. They totally don't. They think they know what's right, but that's still a very sad and tragic Whereas thing Donald to say. Donald Trump's yeah, yeah. only actual <laughs> belief is, I am right. I am always right about yeah. everything. <laughs> Do you remember um, how there was this sort of idea that he'd be less hawkish than Clinton yeah. when he got oh, into yeah. office? Oh, yeah. Loads of people were saying to vote for peace. What the fuck? A vote yeah, for Republican then, is like, never a vote for peace. And then, like, a fucking, like, week later, the fucking weird isolationist fascists like Steve Bannon yeah. were kicked off the National Security Council, <laughs> and it was just full-on interventionism. Yep, yep, yep. We've got to take care of that terrorist menace. That's not a Donald Trump voice, that's just me going a bit more American. And then he's fucking tweeting shit out where he's taking clips from him in wrestling. Yeah, super, that's actually good, though. He's superimposing fucking CNN over... <laughs> and putting yeah, but that's, that's great. I'm watching this that... meaningless media shit and talking about every appearance of him in every news channel than Hashtag... actually running the country. But, but, but I, I, I will actually go out on a limb and sort of defend that tweet because <laughs> I think that it's just the kind of thing that, like, liberals yeah, yeah. and moderate conservatives have put so much faith in this grand noble yeah. office and it's just being torn to shreds yeah. and oh, yeah. smeared with shit in front of their fucking faces and it's beautiful just this yes. fucking yeah, yeah. moron <laughs> just this idiot is sitting in the fucking white house just getting angry at and tv was... all day retweeting yeah. wrestling me and it was if this like, was come on was beautiful if this was, was a best. joseph and... heller if this was a novel by joseph heller or some dark witty satirist it would be amazing it would be so funny it would be great <laughs> this is what and, you want and, all, all, and, was, and was... all the replies to the tweets are just from these fucking blue tick dipshits like <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, have you no decency? Have <laughs> you no honor? You just besmirch the great office of our presidency. And, it, and it's great because it was theirs to lose. You could have ran fucking yeah. anyone against Bernie this cunt. or and, anyone. Yeah. And it's just burning in their face. This, this but it was, was her turn, Tom. It was her turn. It was her turn, yeah. It was her. I mean, it, was her, it wasn't, it was evidently, right. but... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm hoping Gal Gadot will run <laughs> Gadot will run on the Democratic <laughs> ticket and will be a fucking powerful feminist voice or whatever the fuck that <laughs> Slate article was quoting. Who the, like, who the fuck have they got? Is she up even in? an American <laughs> citizen? I'm I'm sure that you lose your <laughs> American not. citizenship if you serve in a foreign army. But does that not apply oh, really? to Israel? Probably doesn't apply. To yeah, Israel. is Israel <laughs> exactly a foreign who, army? Who, <laughs> It's an extension of the U.S. military. Who are we kidding? Yeah, Who the exactly. fuck have they got lined up now? Because it's for one minute it was going to be Michelle Obama. Mm. Maybe it could be Clinton again. Or we're going to get the daughter up and running for it. I mean, I, I got, got no idea uh, about uh, presidential ambitions, but I have been quite pleasantly surprised to see Sanders is still doing stuff. He's still, still out there preaching. Yeah, yeah I think you know to turn yeah. leftwards, which is... I th- I think because they don't have a candidate, the American left don't have a candidate. No. you know, he's the most popular politician in America. If, By far. if his health is up to it, when the cycle rolls around, he should fucking go for it. Yes, like, absolutely. Just, like who the fuck else is there? Like not... even my Bernie's not that left wing. Like Elizabeth. Warren is to his yeah. right, like she's not as progressive yeah. a choice as Bernie if you look at her voting record. So, should Fair. we talk about films? Let's talk about films. Oh, yeah, Wait, films. We, do we still do that on this podcast? Uh, we we <laughs> did. I have you know, actually, we talked about films uh, at least uh, seven or eight episodes ago, like wow. practically the other day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it the last time that I showed up? It was, yeah, it was actually the last time that you showed up. <laughs> but to be fair, just before that, when Tom and I did an episode with our friend Jude, we talked about TV shows for like about ten minutes. So close enough, uh, I'll give you credit. Yeah, same same sort of medium. Like, oh well, we we can uh, we could well, there's even a case to be made that. I'm not going to make because it's kind of boring and a load of like think piece writers have already made what, it. TV but... is overtaking cinema. Yeah, or exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, what have we all been watching, guys? I saw a film last night actually because I work at a theatre which has like a sort of small scale cinema. It's not the main cinema in the town, but it kind of shows more independent films. But the film I'm going to mention is certainly it was not an independent. It was not an independent <laughs> movie. I had to steal yeah. for it in the studio. It was the new instalment in the. D- DC comic book film universe, DC F whatever the fuck they call that. <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> I saw Wonder Woman. I've said it before, I'll say it again. There's just too many superhero films for me to give a fuck about any of yeah. them. And they're all fast propaganda. <laughs> yeah, Pretty exactly. much, yeah. All yeah. of them. <laughs> and the thing is, there's going to be more and more now because the trend in Hollywood right now is basically, okay, how do we turn this into a cinematic universe? They're mm. doing it with Star Wars, they're yeah. doing it with Marvel, they're doing it with DC, they're doing it with... They, they were couldn't gonna do it enough Go- out of sequels, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were going to do it with Ghostbusters until that tanked. Everything. Anything they can have an opportunity to make it into a universe where they can pump out films every two years, they'll do it. And yeah. this is one of them. And, uh, I'll hail the idea. Because, of course, if you... Oh, sorry, my Zionism is showing there. <laughs> so I'm sure you're all aware that the leading star of Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, was a former... Uh, she served in the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces. 
And yep. you mentioned how, of course, it's compulsory to be yeah, there's a draft in, which, which I'm you're dodging. Am I dodging? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> draft dodger, but... you're not a patriot, Yair. You're no patriot. <laughs> Hang your head in shame, sir. <laughs> sir, have you no honour? <laughs> have you no decency, sir? <laughs> I'll put a white feather in my cap. <laughs> so before we jump into what I thought of Wonder Woman, Gal served. Gal Gadot served in the. IDF, and not only that, she was very proud of serving in the Israeli Defense Forces. I think I'm pretty sure there's a picture that she tweeted where she's celebrating and showing off her service she gave to the IDF. Oh, yeah. Somewhat problematic on the left, very problematic. Uh, she's not a big fan of most um, many on the left. Uh, Miss Israel, wasn't she? So... Wonder Woman is set during the First World War because, you know, the First World War, there was clear good guys and bad guys, right? You know, like we all yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. No so grey so... on grey or anything like that. But there were very clear cut enemies in that war. I've heard <laughs> but... that the neoconservative movement have embraced it. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I fuck, fuck knows why I haven't seen it. Oh, no. and it's directed by a woman as well. Patty Jenkins huh. directed it. What she directed? She made Monster, which is the film about. Eileen, which is with uh, Charlize Theron and is about oh. the serial killer Eileen Wernos. I can't pronounce, but yeah, it was a serial mm. killer. Yeah, yeah. Active in the late 80s, and it was a film yeah, that there's oh, that documentary about her, isn't there? Uh, I forget what it's called, but I've seen it. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, so she directed. She I think it was like yeah. Making a Serial Killer or something like that. Something along those lines. So she's directed Monster. That's it, pretty much. She's directed only three films. First being in 2001 Velocity Rules, second being Monster in 2003 and she hasn't directed a film until this year with Wonder Woman um, well, between 2003 and this year yeah, was yeah. she in like uh, director jail which I, is I, a phrase and she's done a blacklist. little blacklist Hollywood but, blacklist what like, was she blacklisted for was it the fucking Palestinian <laughs> lobby in Hollywood <laughs> the all powerful <laughs> Palestinian <laughs> lobby yeah man the Palestinians control Hollywood you know <laughs> <laughs> it's Hamas's Hollywood now. She was Hollywood's like, I would, I would have assumed she's done like some television, but not really. So she hasn't really directed. Hez Bollywood. Hez Bollywood. Yes. Yes. Oh dear. But Wonder Woman. What do I think of Woman? Wonder Woman. Well, if I can give it one bit of praise, it's the best film released in the DC universe so far. But that is not saying much because these really? films. Really? Like what are fucking films? Praise. It is what? faint because it somewhat operates as a movie. It has a beginning and it middle It operates of as a movie. I know. That Impressive. I can't but that's the thing, Jack. That's the thing, Jack. You can't say that about many films these days because yeah, I, Man of Steel. Of they have no character development. I was shocked that there's a little flicker of character development in this. There's a little bit of, you know, there's a bit of cohesion. Ghost before it of gets, it. There's a ghost of it before it gets to the end. There's of a ghost. With, da, 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 with, with all these films usually where you have like, basically the structure of a lot of modern superhero films is you have your sort of first hour and a half where it's a setup for the last 45 minutes where it's just mindless explosions sparks in the sky <laughs> just it's in every superhero film now like it's in suicide Cities get destroyed and like i mm. detest i did not like man of steel i did not like dawn of justice wonder woman i guess will save the franchise because it was in a pretty bad state after the release of Dawn of Justice but like wow saying this is the best out of what 
been released so far is not saying much. It has all <laughs> the familiar beats of the origin story. I get the feeling they really wanted to set this in the Second World War, but there's a reason I'm presuming they didn't, because there's already been a superhero film that was set during the Second World War, which was Marvel's Captain America. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing cool. they were like, right, so we want to set it in this sort of time period. So they set Can't it in across the First World War. So they set it during the First World War. Why? Uh, well, like, how do, they, how do they portray the First World War? Sorry. Yeah, is it one of those cases like Battlefield 1, that video game, where they basically just took the veneer of World War 1 and actually made it about World War 2, really? It's hard to really, because it's set at the very end of the First World War, when the Western forces are kind of moving in, and, and there's talk of an armistice, and there's some called Dr. Poison, who is developing... <laughs> Dr. Bastardo's <laughs> evil cousin. <laughs> Dr. Bastardo. <laughs> Dr. Poison. Dr. Bastardo's evil cousin. Brilliant. Dr. Oh, Poisono. <laughs> it's so difficult watching superhero origin films because they all have the same beats. And they, st- they stretch themselves to try and have original elements. And it's just like... I've already seen this, and it's just, I, you know, and they, they're trying to do it by setting it in like a, like a, oh, a more, it's more alternative time period, you know, it's in Belgium, First World War, and now we're in London, and it's like, ooh, <sighs> I would not yeah, recommend. Always with the world hopping and yada yada yada. Yeah, how the fuck do they get there? Reminds me of that, you know, that apocalypse film, 2012, where like one minute they're in <laughs> Middle America and the next the fucking Eiffel Wait. Tower's falling over, and the disaster is always perfectly chasing them just behind. Yeah, know? yeah, then it's like. <laughs> Oh shit, we need to get out of France. We need to cross the border from France to China. Like, or else we're gonna be fucked. It's funny you say that actually, because there's a part when Chris Pine's in the movie, he plays this American spy. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> Show you it shows you how these characters stay with me, people. Steve Trevor. <laughs> Wait, is Chris Pine not a superhero himself? Chris Pine was in the Star Trek movies. He was in the Star Trek reboots. Uh, There's just so many blonde fucking hunky male yeah. actors called Aryan Chris. They're all called <laughs> fucking Chris. There's like Pine, Hemsworth, Evans, and uh, I mean, none of them are like bad, but <laughs> they're There's fucking no, interchangeable. No, There's literally like a Chris directory <laughs> they have in Hollywood where they just are like, oh fuck, right, so that Chris Get is Chris on the line! Chris, <laughs> Chris on the line! <laughs> They've got to have, like, various I don't care, interns. get us any Chris. We need to employ more unpaid interns so we can call all the Chrises. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned how these films, they go from one, like, setting to another. Happens in this fucking movie? Because basically, if you know the story of Wonder Woman, it's a race of Amazon. I don't. I don't okay. give a fuck. Okay, (laughs) it's a race of Amazonian women who live on an island. Shut up, nerd, I don't want to hear this shit. (laughs) Take us there, Tom, take us there. (laughs) Take us there, this fantasy land where this island is in the middle of nowhere, protected by a force shield. (laughs) Shut up, cunt. (laughs) Stop this fucking geek. Babbles. So basically, <laughs> he lands it. So he goes through this imagine, like this force field, which is protecting the island where they're all on, and he crash lands there. This is how Wonder Woman becomes aware that in the outside world there is a worldwide conflict going on. So she joins Chris Pine. She's she's allowed to. She's give it. She's given grace to go off and fight in this war. And they set sail from the island, and there's like a dialogue scene, and then they go to sleep. And then <laughs> the next moment, so you got to ma- imagine like they have to go through some portal that's somewhere in the world that gets them away from this island where the Amazonian women live, wherever the fuck. Is. I, I I don't I, I don't read I have never read Wonder Woman. 
comics. I, I'm, it's probably if there's any like I, I doubt there's any big comic book fans who listen to our show. I'm sorry if there. No, are. they definitely are. Like, 100%. Are there? Oh yeah, we, yeah we've yeah. got nerds. They're we've probably got nerds. like. <laughs> So one minute they're sailing out of this portal, and next minute they wake up. Next scene they're in 1918 London, dingy, like just out oh. of nowhere. These films just love doing that, where they're in one complete. I know they've got to get the film going along and stuff, but like, can we just have yeah. a look, like, how do you get here? How do you both get there that quickly overnight? What the fuck? Well, it's not as bad as in fucking Big Jim McLean, where even John Wayne going through a door from one room into another doesn't seem plausible. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, those were clearly shot different fucking days. He's not even wearing the same thing. <laughs> like, he's in his fucking what, KKK uniform in this one. The continuity uh, in Big McLean is fucking dire, isn't it? Yeah, we, yeah we it's about. awful. Listen <laughs> to our Big, Big Jim McLean episode. It's a good one. Yeah, no, listen to that. It's only got like 600 plays you fuckers it's one of our least popular episodes fuck you guys uh, like to be fair i i wasn't on that one so yeah you know. <laughs> yeah 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 but no seriously that episode is great like violet luca at unbutton my eyes was a great guest that was a shit film it's really funny like give it a listen when i was shouting at tom by the way and calling him a nerd i was just trying to <laughs> compensate for the loss of our dearly departed friend kieran rest um of yeah, course god rest his soul his beautiful soul <laughs> um, his beautiful scouse militant yeah, civilizing soul. Scouse soul. <laughs> oh, Never dear. fuck with the scouse. Never. Never fuck with the, no, yeah. Unless Off you're born, like a Brazilian paramilitary. There, yeah, you fuck. You definitely learn that after a night out, yeah. We've absolutely got to just shower all the cunts that Kieran hated while he was alive <laughs> with as much abuse as possible and call them all the stuff that Kieran would call them as well. Like, you weird, fat fucking nerd cunt <laughs> I, that's not directed at anyone in particular it's just I'm, I'm, just I'm an ephemeral being yeah yeah <laughs> ephemeral um, nerdish being so i was actually looking into why gal gado's uh gal gado's got waiting gal gado i i was actually looking into why gal gadot's record of service with the idf was so controversial beyond the yes. sort of general malignancy of the idf and it turns out wonder woman was banned in qatar the other day but one of the first places it was banned was in lebanon and incidentally gado's gadot's fuck's sake idf service overlapped with the 2006 Israel-Lebanon conflict. Uh, I'm reading this yes. from an article called Why So Many People Care That Wonder Woman Is Israeli on Slate.com. It says, which resulted in, according to Human Rights Watch, at least 1,109 Lebanese deaths, the vast majority of whom were civilians, 4,399 injured, and an estimated 1 million displaced. But guys, it's just called the Defense Force. <laughs> look, look, every country surrounding Israel would blow them up in a heartbeat. They've already um, done it. They've already done it. Yeah, and they absolutely have the capacity to do so. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, so Gal Gadot, Gadot, fuck, fuck, fuck. Just, just say Gal. Gal. So Gal, Gal has Gal. said... That she's apparently quote unquote proudly discussed her experience in the IDF, touting her combat training in interviews as helpful in preparing for the role. A decade ago, she participated in a Maxim feature on women of the IDF called 
the world's <laughs> sexiest soldiers. Wow. She's been outspoken in her political support for her country. In 2014, as the Gaza conflict escalated, she posted a message of support to her official Facebook page. I am sending my love and prayers to my fellow Israeli citizens, she wrote, next to a photo of herself praying with her young daughter. Especially to all the boys and girls who are risking her lives, protecting my country against the horrific acts conducted by Hamas, who are hiding like cowards between women and children. And of course, that's the widely disproved allegation yeah. about the Palestinians using We have shields. to kill civilians. They're near the bad guys, sort of, not. Yeah. She, she concludes, We shall overcome! Three exclamation marks. Shabbat Shalom! One exclamation mark. Hashtag we are right. Hashtag free Gaza from Hamas. Hashtag stop terror. Hashtag coexistence. Hashtag, hashtag. hashtag love coexistence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the best bit. That is fucking amazing. So, Tom, does our Israeli gals' military training show through in the movie? Now, that is the a, question. A lot of German men are killed in the movie. A lot of Germans Does are killed. Does she shoot in the name of any peace. civilians Sorry, defense. in the Sorry, face? Defense. She just mostly slices them apart, to be honest, with the... With the, the okay. Yeah. I guess if you're a big comic book movie fan and you found Dawn of Justice and fucking Man is Still Disappointing, you're probably going to like Wonder Woman because it is able because to function. Because you're a fucking function. dipshit who just but also, why are down you any fucking to this podcast? dog shit. Because it functions <laughs> at least like a film. Okay? That's, 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 oh, what that a high is, bar, Tom. That is some praise right there. It functions yeah. as a <laughs> And what I am indeed saying is that Dawn of Justice and Man is Still do not function as well. Yeah. But hey, but hey, at least you can watch it with quote-unquote national Israeli pride, as a critic from Haaretz put in his review. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Hashtag coexistence. It, isn't that the left-wing paper, supposedly? Yeah, that, Haaretz <laughs> is liberal, yeah. I think yeah. they might support uh, the Israeli Labour Party, who are like Blairites. <laughs> not good. Yeah. I mean, they've got, like, a national health system, and they're a bit, like, liberal Britain, you know? Well, who will speak for liberal Britain? The Real Politic Podcast. Obviously. Tim Farron. Tim uh, Farron. Tim Farron will. <laughs> Tim Farron will. Um... Whether you want him to or not, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, Wonder shit! Woman, wait, I would, I would, wait! I would not recommend Guys, it to our left comrades. Tom, 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 I'm getting a call. I'm getting a call from what? Kieran Morris. What? What? No. He, Kieran... No. But but he's supposed to be he's dead. dead. He's died. dead. What? I thought what is this madness? Like, he died though, didn't he? But you, Kieran. Kieran, buddy. Kieran. 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 Hello. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. oh my god. Yes. What? Oh fuck. How did you do that? Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. I've been trying to call anyone for weeks. Oh, oh where have God. you been, Kieran? What happened? Where are you? Where are you? I man? thought you were dead. We all we went to your Pacific. funeral. You're, I'm you're in the South there. Pacific, still there. But you've got Wi-Fi now. I've got Wi-Fi now. They've, uh, they've extended that. I've been in the CIA base of Diego Garcia on the Chagos <laughs> Islands. Ah, those CIA. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you now, they really are fuckers, and I say that from personal experience. Oh, wow. <laughs> Extraordinary rendition, yeah? Oh, and it's been extraordinary, I'll tell you that. <laughs> So, I've got so one bar of Wi-Fi, and 
I thought the best thing I can do was check in with you. You got one bar of Wi-Fi. You've got defibrillator paddles strapped to both ass cheeks. And you're ready I am to ready bring to, to take hell to the nerves. Great to have you back. Yeah. So what? Oh, it's good to be back. So when your your supposed death went down, we received intelligence that you'd been killed by a tactical grenade strike from a rogue or possibly not rogue brazilian paramilitary in a helicopter well thankfully i called in a solid from our paymasters and the russian government ah, and they were able to ah, arrange something along the lines of all the hallmarks are there if you look for the details i mean you know <laughs> disinformatia yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. see the writing on the wall yeah 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 i mean like we've had a very fruitful and fantastic relationship with our paymasters and the kremlin for what eight nine months now and yeah when i told them i was here I mean, they dived in straight away to get the heat off my back and all I have is thanks and praise for the Russian government (laughs) and and remember guys follow at Russia the all important fifth member of a real politic podcast your check will arrive in the mail within two weeks depending on postage time (laughs) (laughs) so Kieran we lamented your death a little bit at the start of a podcast well thank you I guess I I can reveal my true feelings now which was that I was quite relieved that now i'm going to be the most abrasive member of the real politic <laughs> podcast when we talk about centrists and <laughs> uh, and that people will praise my slug salting rather than yours essentially <laughs> so i was actually admittedly quite happy when uh, i was under the impression you were dead and and i gotta be honest uh, i forgot to take my antidepressant this morning the black cloud is amassing above my head the black dog is yapping at my feet <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and i'm feeling low i'm feeling low that's all that's all i'm gonna say so thanks a fucking bunch kieran wish you were dead but <laughs> what can you do anyway highest we, praise <laughs> we, we were saying before that the new wonder woman movie which yeah. tom has actually yeah. seen somebody from this now, podcast oh watch can i just movie. say kieran can i just say kieran <laughs> I didn't pay for it. I was working yeah. at the theatre I work at because we have a small cinema screen and they were showing it there and I'd been put into steward for it. So, so I guess fair enough. for it. Well, Which guys, is how it should be. the plaudits are I didn't flooding have, in for I didn't Wonder have, Woman. I didn't help fund the idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tommy, if you did, you know, I have, you know, one writer wrote, isn't it just a triumph for women that the new saviour of the world is female? It is a triumph for the Jews and that's uh, the review from a Jewish journal. <laughs> the forward, Astiv Gadot, is on her way to becoming the biggest Israeli superstar ever and a global feminist torch holder for decades to come. And... Oh. It's nothing special by any means. And although the film <laughs> isn't explicitly anti-fascist at all and is set during the fucking yeah. bizarre imperial pissing contest of World War One, <laughs> rather than a sub- somewhat more righteous, if still complicated, fucking World War Two. World War Two. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, fighting Hitler, according to the Jewish Journal is in the character's DNA. 
So she How? doesn't need to fight Hitler. <laughs> she can stick it to the Kaiser all day. And what she's actually doing is fucking stemming the tide of German fascism. So I think yeah, uh, I mean, the we've... Germans didn't lose World War One in real life, did they? No. <laughs> and I mean, like anything that came from World War One had like no effect on World War Two because Wonder Woman <laughs> solved it all, and she famously ensured that Versailles went without a hitch. And that Germany lacked did, did feeling that they'd lost, but were fine. Did she take a little side trip to go find Hitler as he was serving in the German army and belt him one? That was the post-credit. <laughs> that was the yeah. That was the post-credit sequence. Isn't that the enemy of that film? Isn't it like the British Prime Minister who wants peace? Or like, this oh, that's fucking that? David Fulis is in the movie. Yeah, he doesn't play the prime minister in the film. He plays a guy called Sir Patrick Morgan, who turns out to be the actual bad guy, Ares, a fucking Greek god, for fuck's sake. Like... Was that Morgan? <laughs> or is he an ancestor of Jolly and Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> who actually blocked me the other day. No idea why. Like, thanks, Jollyan. Like, what did I do? I blocked by all Jollyans at this point. <laughs> you know a... what you did. I wonder if Jolly and Rubenstein's blocked me now because I called his <laughs> co-star of The Revolution Will Be Televised a Jolly and Enabler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've only got Jolly and Palmer, the F1 driver, to go, and I think you've completed the Jolly and set. <laughs> <laughs> I think you that's doable. Well. I think you can get blocked from, yeah. Are we uh, all blocked by a Jolly and at least one Jolly and? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What about you? Is Jolly and Green at least blocked uh, you? I don't know. Uh, I haven't checked, to be honest. I've been pretty quiet on Twitter recently. Try and get blocked. Get blocked on air. See Tommy, how you do it. I will you do what I can. By any Jolly and Tom? Not that I know of. Not that I know, not that I fucking know of. <laughs> you are right, Kieran. Oh God, yeah. Before <laughs> <laughs> I was but... locked like Johnny Green when he wasn't like stalking my timeline at half ten on a Wednesday night. He blocked me because of what we did on the account, which is just fantastic, really. That's what we want to do. <laughs> we want to put fear yes. in him. Yeah, and in fact, our account, which is back, by the way, baby, we're back, baby. We're back and we're wild. What was the first one? <laughs> um, and our, our Twitter account is still the number one repository for archived Jolly and Green tweets. The classics. If you want to read them, <laughs> come to Real Politic at Real Politcast, or even at Real underscore politcast now because our alt has got some great content there from the week we were banned yeah we are just non-stop at the moment we are just hitting every imaginable target that you could dream of we've got yeah, an alt that's as good as many it. people's yeah the soft left yeah, has been getting sure. it a lot I'm sure we're going to be going back to using it soon at some point in the future. I'm sure there will be a point <laughs> when it will be back in use folks I, I we may Kieran... not stay on this account yeah yeah, Kieran's tweets to Eddie Marson today. Uh, Keeping this conversation on films, brilliant. to some extent, have possibly been... Uh, They've been pithy. You know... Yeah! I'm not saying much. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing an Oliver Cam on the guy. I'm just, you know, saying fuck off, short ass every time he says anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the man is a literal troll. Like, not in terms of his online behaviour. I mean, that as well, he's... but... He, as but he's two foot six. <laughs> it's his fucking little scrunched up pug face like <laughs> like no on, honestly like my fucking hatred of eddie marzen personally will never get me to like start slagging off mike lee films and stuff it's oh, not Christ, gonna fucking no. happen you know you Sorry, say don't... fucking eddie marzen's like a short ass isn't he in that fucking recent reboot of the snow white and the huntsman i'm pretty sure he's one of the dwarves <laughs> in that he's, i think he actually <laughs> might be 
He is, I think. Fucking hell. The one with, like, uh, Christian Stewart that like, didn't really do that well. Fucking but tiny yeah. bastard. Really Minuscule Lilliputian prick. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, I can't stop. I mean, that's not to do down his films. Yeah, he's in Tyrannosaur. Absolutely terrifying in that movie. He was very good in Mike Lee's films All or Nothing and Happy Go Lucky. In Happy Go Lucky, he just plays this proper cranky racist cunt of a fucking driving instructor. And um, Sally Hawkins just plays the most kind of like lovely, upbeat character. And she starts getting driving lessons with this proper cunt. And she just starts like fucking him off so much by just like being nice and enjoying life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and he's driving along and he sees like a black kid on a bike and he's like, lock the car, lock the car quick. And he, and he goes off on some proper like fucking like Breitbart, like global Jewish conspiracy kind of rant at one point as well. Like, I'd love it most... if he goes like full Blairite at that point. He's just like, you wouldn't get that with Sure Start. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike this Lee, is what they do. There's a large <laughs> element of, I think, improvisation in Mike Lee's films. So if you fucking let yeah, anyone yeah. spout off long enough, I'm sure in some of the outtakes he does start going on like <laughs> we need a muscular centrist foreign policy <laughs> humanitarian liberal intervention like fucking Geras was talking about <laughs> die oh, hard Gerasite fucking, fucking Eddie Marzan Gerasites Jesus Christ Jake Wilde shout out to the boy there now that we've brought kind of anti-semitic conspiracy theories into it um, which is our cornerstone yeah <laughs> which are back baby now that Yai is here <laughs> it's okay because I'm here yeah 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 yeah. he's our fucking get out of jail free card I, I give you permission fine. whatever we say I'm a Nazi now because I've got my, my Jewish friend I'm not anti-semitic I just think there should be a third Reich like what a, sorry a fourth Reich yeah anyway um, that didn't so... get refuted we just left that hanging <laughs> yeah well I'm yeah, a Nazi no. in the sense that I love the well, nation yeah, I love socialism you know yeah, exactly yeah, I, I, yeah. no what I'm a strasserist like you know it's perfectly <laughs> uh, a nandyite I think is the sort of uh, oh, euphemism for it what Chalibur is a broad church, church. yeah <laughs> A workerist party, not a leftist party. It's a huge difference. But anyway, uh, so Jay Z has dropped a new album, which is a Tidal exclusive, which is another way of saying I haven't heard of it, which is another <laughs> yeah. way of saying a Pirate Bay exclusive. Like, I couldn't believe it. He's dedicated every song to Ernst Rome. <laughs> it's, it's <ridiculous>. <laughs> <laughs> You think he's going to get old at some point, and he just keeps going. <laughs> but anyway, there's a track on the album which is called The Story of OJ. And uh, on, I'm going I'm to get up the lyrics on Rap Genius rather than just this one article. The name uh, of the album is 444? Yeah. So at one point in this song... <laughs> Sorry, I just look. I looked at the chorus, and it's just like the N word five hundred times. <laughs> like he's just like you know how he disses Kanye on this album. He's obviously just trying to outdo the fact that Kanye's standalone single "All Day" from prior to the life of Pablo contains the N word at least forty-five times. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone knows what the OJ trial is. I don't need to. I, I missed that, that one. <laughs> but Jay Z has described the song as about we as a culture, so African Americans having a plan, how we're going to push this forward, how we all make money and then we all lose money as mm. artists especially, but how when you have some type of success to transform that 
into something bigger. However, there's one line in this song <laughs> that has uh, ruffled some Shout feathers. Out. I'll say a shout out to a, a group of people that Jay-Z, uh, well, I mean, he's not Big dissing fan. them, is he? He has a lot of admiration for this group of people. So the line is, <laughs> you want to know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America? <laughs> That's how they did it. <laughs> this is how they did it. So, I literally own Trump Tower. Yeah, so this, this is a song that's kind of, it's about raising yourself out of poverty and making money. The next verse sort of goes, financial freedom, my only hope. Fuck living rich and dying broke. I bought some artwork for one million, which is not a great way of, oh, sorry, it is a good yeah, way of making money. Frugal. Two years later, <laughs> that shit worth two million. Few years later, Ooh. that shit worth eight million. I can't wait to give this shit to my children. So Jay-Z says, y'all think it's bougie. It looks like, well, it's pretty much for literal Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like... saying before we properly go into the episode, it's just like Jay-Z almost having that class consciousness and then suddenly yeah. just takes a hard right turn into anti-Semitism. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah. many albums do. <laughs> yeah, like that, but you know, he'll be like, no, 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 I love, I love Jews. Like, my lawyer's a Jew, like... <laughs> <laughs> Shall we say Jay-Z, couple comrade? Oh. Yeah. oh, God. I asked, does the new Jay-Z album bang then? Because, like, you know, I think... He's still got it in him to do some good stuff, like even though he hasn't really done like a properly great album since the back album, which was what, what mm. 2003, four? Like, it's been a while. Think, well, he did have some great bars on Watch the Throne, to be fair. But that's because the Kanye has got the yeah. vision. He's nothing yeah. without him. Music yeah, is exactly. nothing without Kanye. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jesus, one of the greatest albums. Of all time! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're going back to 2012 with these shouts. It's intense. Yeah. We're going back. This is real nostalgia shit. Like, I fucking. What? Is, is this can't. It's never gets not old. relevant anymore. Like, what are you saying? Like, but. Uh, and yeah, also, bro. that was. I think that was 2008 when Kanye uh, fucking did the Taylor, <laughs> the Taylor Swift debacle. The f Sorry, the first yeah. Taylor Swift well, debacle. She, she's not Prior to the bars on Famous. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ideologically stand with Taylor Swift. My girlfriend likes Taylor Swift. I, I've, I've got to. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, you've got a sort of different position there from your ex yeah, was really, I've really into Taylor Swift. I've got an ex who worships the ground that Taylor walked on, so fuck that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, he's got no fucking yeah. reason to there's, be There's nice a reason that she's an ex. I'm not saying it's because of Taylor Swift, but it's not, <laughs> but not it because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, somebody who I don't follow, I might give him a follow actually, because it's a good thread, called Rebecca Pierce, at aptly engineered on Twitter, said, Please, can someone who's black and Jewish write about Jay Z's Jews only <laughs> in America mess before yeah. the white people get to it? So, we're going to read out a person of colour who is also Jewish's words, which, you know, are probably more incisive on this than ours. Here's what I'll say that this is an anti Semitic stereotype, hands down. It's also not the same power dynamic as coming from white Gentiles. Mm, Classic. Yeah. Class is a common formula in black Jewish relations, so it's not shocking a black person would hear that stereotype and view it as positive. But there are also plenty of black folks who will repeat that shit as a negative with other false claims based on white supremacist stereotypes. Mm. But Jewish folks, 
are also a community that has benefited from a system that harms black people much more than the other way around. Do you think that's true, yeah? Yeah. Let's call out the... the I mean, let's I'm call... personally waiting on my Jew gold check, but I've... Yeah, you own Trump <laughs> Tower. Like... Cashed it, you know? Don't run any businesses, I just, you know, got large ownership. <laughs> <laughs> so let's call this gross shit out, but keep the perspective that Jews could own property in the US at a time when black yeah. people were property. And before you start smearing black culture and attacking intersectionality, remember black Jews were the ones most affected by all this. I will mm. also say often Jewish stereotype lyrics are part of an image of black capitalism Jay-Z is trying to promote, which is also a problem. So, and it's true, Jay-Z has got yeah. a lot of Jewish lawyer lyrics and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you just say it out loud calmly, it's just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That, it's that's like, just not on. Jay-Z is invoking a stereotype about Jews to shame poor black people for not owning property. And yeah, and I think this is yeah. probably, uh, as she says, there are many fucked up levels to this shit. Yeah, this ignorant-ish reminds me, even negative stereotypes about Jews can be used to position them as model minorities against black folks. That's basically what Jay-Z was doing, that Jay-Z, sorry, that Jews own all property, Jay-Z doesn't own all property yet, that Jews own all property mess, and white supremacists often will make a similar comparison. Yeah, that, that's like yeah. um, a really in, interesting thread on it. And I think that the important thing is this sort of class dynamic, which is that it's obviously nothing uncommon in hip hop, but it is a wealthy person sort of like gloating. Rubbing it in a uh, bit. And admittedly, yeah, I mean, if you listen to Jay-Z, you kind of expect that. He's far from the first rapper to include lyrics yeah. like this. Like one Kanye West lyric from, I think, the, <laughs> final, the final edition of The Life of Pablo. So it yes. kind of slipped under the radar because everyone had already already reviewed the album this was when he updated the album in june <laughs> one and more he, thing he, to add yeah <laughs> and he put this tune on it called saint pablo which i, I think is a banger to be honest like it's, it is it's, like, it's like six minutes long he's properly spitting on it not just like kind of a short little verse or like auto-tune singing not that i dislike his yeah he makes good use of it yeah but there is this one line was it like certain people got calls on the day of 9 11 <laughs> <laughs> Tony Blair is the only person to have a bank account in Israel and the Vatican. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Uh... Blair. (laughs) The line was, Brother Don Muhammad told the minister about the presentation. He sat back and smiled. Black on black lies is worse than black on black crime. The Jews share their truth on how to make a dime. And then, and then, literally, again, Kanye starts shaming less affluent black men for not having much money and saying most black men couldn't balance a checkbook. Oh, buy, yeah. a new, buy a new car talking about how my neck look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... Killing two birds with one stone. That's the bit where he does the kind of thing that Jay-Z's doing on his yeah. new album. Yeah. Jay-Z disses Kanye on his new album and it's like he's trying to outdo him again. Like he's like, right, I'm, I'm, now I'm being like just as anti-Semitic and classist as him. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the topic of music, 
can we talk a little bit about how Liam Gallagher's dissed you too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he call them? What did he say to them? He called them uh, fucking what did he say? What did Tough he Rock. <laughs> he he said, uh, "I'd rather eat my own shit than listen to them beige cunts." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Liam, of course, is our favourite out of the Gallagher brothers, as, as oh, we've obviously. already discussed. Uh, fucking <laughs> Noel, like thinks, like... Noel Gallagher thinks Corbyn's a fucking communist. For fuck's sake! Uh, Liam is an ideologically correct guy, and like basically, what what's going to happen is when we get big enough, we're going to get in contact with Liam. We're going to invite him on the podcast. He's going to come on. We're going to, you know, we're going to have a It'll bit of banter. Great. Yeah, he's going to call Nola potato. We're going to slag <laughs> off a load of shit bands. Uh, we, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Oasis, the glory days. You know, we'll we'll get Liam to go at Tories, and uh, he fucking hates the sun as well. We'll get him to go yes. at the sun. What was that in the sun, though? Like, there's a load of cunts in that paper. I'm basically just, like, daydreaming aloud Fantasize. at this point. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Trajectory. People are just going to appear on the show. I yeah. mean, like, you look yeah. like Marin got Barack Obama within, what, 18 months? <laughs> 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 we're growing at a quicker rate. Like, we're cooler than Mark Marin. <laughs> Yeah, like, fucking right. Gallagher, I'm talking next two, three weeks, and I'm, I don't want to make big <laughs> promises, but that's the way we're headed. It's, it's, it's like how he's got a new record out. It's supposed to be one of the fastest growing religions because it's so small. It's like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fastest fast growing podcast. <laughs> I have a feeling there are some. You heard it here first. That... <laughs> I'm, I have a feeling there are some podcasts who've been given press passes to the Labour conference, who I think should hand them over to us instead. I yeah. do think we I have a feeling fucking... there are some that are unfairly attending and where we should be in their place. I'm not, I don't want to, you know. We're not naming names. We're not naming names, but I'm just saying, you know. Guys, do you know where we should go? You know who you are. The Lib Dem conference. <laughs> We'd I be mean, very open. Just get press passes to the Lib Dem conference, knowing they wouldn't ever have heard. You ever heard the show. <laughs> we can say we're all about muscular centrism. You know, we can talk about Macron. That would be amazing. We, we, we did infiltrate them. them. Exactly. We did actually have a Lib Dem follower, and then they unfollowed us when we made some <laughs> Tim Farron gay frog jokes. <laughs> really? But they wouldn't be enjoying our, our forthcoming radio play, that's for sure. Oh, Christ, no. <laughs> if there's any Lib Dem still listening, <laughs> you're not going to listen to us anymore. Get out now. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, <get> out <laughs> now. Should we yeah. finish off music no. and then address a certain article? Yeah, so there's... Yes. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So, before we proceed talking about this article would you guys allow me just to indulge me in a little reading from the scripture because so, <laughs> I, 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 I have recently found God akin to Bob Dylan when somebody threw a cross on stage in his 1978 tour and um, you've to, turned to Jesus you've been saved yes. I would very much like to read an extract from Psalm 58 8 so let them flow away like water that runs off. When he aims his arrows, let them be headless shafts. Let them be like a slug that melts away as it moves along. <laughs> like, a, like the miscarriages of a woman which never see the sun. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> I, I know. Before your pots can feel the fire of the thorns, he will sweep them away with a whirlwind, the green and the burning alike. And that's the New American Standard Bible, except I swapped the word snail out in their longer version for slug 
which it says a new international version. Well, but, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Because it's, it's better. Moving so words. We don't know Aramaic. We don't know Aramaic at all. So who are we to judge whether it's slug or <laughs> I could have given you the original Hebrew if you'd asked. God. We're not going <laughs> to. We don't speak Hebrew on this podcast. We've had this settled I don't know. Is, is Psalms New Testament? It's been a while since I've done Hebrew school. It's, how does this work? <laughs> I, I have no idea, honestly. Um, but, <laughs> but today I learned that miscarriages only happen at night, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, the Bible. <laughs> well, actually, a little bit on the etymology of snail or slug, whichever. Ooh, it's you, annotated. You want to go for? Oh yeah, I'm reading from Bible Hub here, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> the best of the best. As Get it from the snail source. Which melts. So yeah, where it's a snail or slug, it says a snail. Shabelul in Shal <laughs> in Shaldi Tivlala. The snail is probably so called from the Arabic bala to wet moisten because of the glutinous slime emitted from its body, by which it appears to waste itself away in its own motion, and in the same manner the wicked prove their own destruction. See I'm just we amazed that they had a word for Tony Blair that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, it was like people, trying to, people trying to give <laughs> people trying to give Blair credit for slug just because he fucking like called Piers Morgan one once. Fuck <laughs> off! This shit is biblical. This shit—that's probably where he got it. Blair's Blair's a man of God. Fucking the Bible and found it one day. <laughs> <laughs> My word! So from one scripture to another. Slugs and melts inside yeah. the language hey. and culture. Yes, yes. we came off all <laughs> right. We weren't we, done we, over. I can't. So yeah, proud of totally you, boys, Kieran, Jack. Honestly, yes. awesome. Oh, it thanks, warms the man. cockles of my heart. Oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry they didn't get I'm around just to jealous speaking that, to either yeah, of you I, guys. I wasn't there. They didn't speak to us at the same time. They interviewed us separately. I did say, like, if you want to talk to all of us, you get us on Skype. But yeah. um, We wouldn't got all hyper. I would have made slurs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it happens. Yeah. I definitely called one prominent soft left journalist a melt and asked it not to be included in the article. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, same, exactly the same he asked me like who would be your example of a melt I went Chris Leslie and print that <laughs> put it in <laughs> <laughs> and he Oh. I wouldn't mind if he fucking put in a bit about Chris Leslie. Like, I, I slagged off Michael Duggar loads in my interview. I was sad that none of it made it in the final cut, to be honest. Unlike my damning words I had for one Polly Toynbee of The Guardian. So where's like, your book, Jack? Where, where's where your book? Uh, I ate it. Yeah. Like, I f- <laughs> it's in my fucking belly. All the chemicals and all. Hardback edition. It's my new book. Yum, Why yum, Brexit yum. is bad and necessitates a thousand years of austerity. <laughs> I want to leave my dick in the single market for the entirety of those thousand years. When are you going to get a minimum wage job and report on the plight of the working class, you fucker? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's much better I write that book than an actual fucking working class person, isn't it? Like, it's like a real, get a real expert, you know, university education, creative writing, the best of the best, academically gifted over here. Like, who needs, who needs the working classes writing books about their own experience? 
experience is when fucking Polly Tony can slum it for a couple of months. It's Don't quite funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, fucking hell. Bloodworth's doing one at the moment, isn't he? Which I'm sure will include the fucking written equivalent of my awful Welsh accent. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't actually reference your Welsh accent, which oh, will God. be used to damn the left. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can't talk after that fucking thread he did. Not not his slugs and melts thread. This guy has done some threads in his time. But yeah, so I I, I admit I said some I said some offensive stuff, some pretty insulting, pretty misogynistic shit about Polly Toynbee. I said I quote, "She's not that left wing." <laughs> oh, mate. Goodness. Ooh, mate, you're asking yeah, I generally I I try and stay away from the politics of personal insult and abuse, but in that instance I went too far. And I hope you gave like... a public apology, not oh, just I to ser- Polly Toynbee, but to the Social Democratic Party. Oh, I, 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 they were left yeah. wing. There's nothing centrist about the Social Democratic Party. There's absolutely no acceptance of Tory arguments that went into the foundation of that party. Absolutely no splitting of the Labour vote to the advantage <laughs> of the Tories in seats such as Lewisham... West, I think. Lewisham West, where uh, Polly Toynbee, in fact, was a candidate in the 1983 <laughs> election. None of that. No, sorry, I take it all back. The SDP are the foremost party of left-wing thought in the UK, especially in their modern anti-Brexit incarnation. Sorry, oh, pro-Brexit so incarnation. Yeah, pro-Brexit. 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the sane. For the, obviously, I can't join, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching from afar and... Uh, and I hate and, Europe. And I love saying the N-word in public. <laughs> That's what you're all about, yeah. Yeah. I can say it, why can't I? Reverse um, racism. (laughs) Yeah, so we got in a bit of trouble for this, uh, well, me specifically. I got in a bit of trouble. As you so often do. Yeah, as I so often do uh, with this article, with the, uh, I think, the the character from Peep Show that appears in one episode (laughs) and Mark Corrigan ate her dog. (laughs) Was that that it? I think that was it. Seriously? Oh, Oh, yes. Helen Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Not the actor, no. The bad yeah. girl from The Apprentice season three. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she was so angry, she screenshotted part of the article and she screenshotted the part which read, the reason we attack centrists is because they get to appear on TV as the left voices, says Frame would read. On the papers, they'll have an incredibly right-wing person on and then Polly Toynbee, who's not that left-wing. There's this massive disparity when a huge number of people voted for someone way to the left of Polly Toynbee, but the centrists get to play the left in the media. And what did Helen, what did, what did, what did Helen say? She said, young men on the left, please do not do this. You look absurd. Where is your book on minimum wage? Where is your book on life in a minimum wage job? She picked the worst quote. She picked the worst quote. You could have picked you if you wanted to. You could have got me. You could have got Jack. You could have got Matt on something about like just attacking centrists because they're cunts, because they're males, etc. Yeah. And she picked <laughs> the most innocuous comment. Yeah, yeah just, it's like, so make banal. The hill that she died on. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, just... you can have a go at us. You're in a position of huge power. You're an influential journalist. You're in a considerable position to turn your fire onto people like us who are nobodies, really. In the grand mm. scheme of things, and you can't even do it properly. <laughs> you can't even do it. You couldn't even pick something like 
They're fucking useless. Everyone just went, that's pathetic. What was great, though, was that all our friends on the left who were women and who asked them didn't get a response to any of their (laughs) however nuanced critiques. It was that classic thing of if women have left-wing views, they just don't get taken seriously at all by the liberal gatekeepers. Mm who just sort of discount their voices and are just like, they're, oh, look at these people, they're siding with the abusive men. Well, I mean, the, the way, I think the way a lot of people see it is that people at the New Statesman are siding with transphobes and racist quite often yeah yeah, like that's the thing like the new statesman is no i don't want to damn the publication entirely we've done that enough but people like helen lewis in particular have time and time and time and time again sided with transphobes not just sided with them but advanced their careers and advanced the noxious shit that they believe in purely to bolster one another in the most pathetic nepotistic way imaginable and then they command our respect and use their position. These people who are threatened by the idea of what we're calling for, which is getting rid of hierarchy and the notion of hierarchy, they're so Mm -hmm. threatened by that idea that any imaginable challenge to the toxic shit that they believe, they throw their toys out the pram and they'll call you everything under the sun and they'll get pylons and organize it and coordinate it and try and make you feel like dirt for standing up to them. And that's the whole tactic. And when you can, yeah. Exactly. We've had it happen to us and we can laugh them away now because we've yeah. got enough like loyal people behind us. And we don't really like need them. We thank everyone who yeah. may support us in any way, but we have people who are able to defend us, but countless people haven't been. And countless people have, mm. you know, have themselves rushed yeah. off Twitter, rushed off even publishing anything because of these noxious fucking transphobes. And these are the yeah, same exactly. fuckers. Yeah. These are the same fuckers that... Fucking turfs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These are the same fuckers that were responding to this article saying that we were bullies and shit. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely exactly. ridiculous. Like, do you need reminding what's been going on in the past? They tried to dox people. The last, they and, you know, just chased them away. Yeah. What centrists and moderates within Labour particularly have been doing over the last two years, like... Is that been forgotten now? Is that is that, yeah, is so, that out the window? Yeah. So I was really, really unsurprised when Helen Lewis picked out a quote from me specifically in the article and uh, sort of went for me in the way she did because I, I'm aware that she has a problem with me personally. So, so she's said stuff in the past like, oh, people who call each other jollians and that shouldn't shouldn't throw fucking stones when when you're in like double barrel greenhouses or something. And as Kieran has said before, like I don't give a fuck about the class dimension of the jollian stuff. I mean, I think it's ludicrous that Jollian Morgan owns a windmill, but really, like <laughs> as Ki- as Kieran said, when we made fun of Jollian Green, we weren't saying he was posh. We were just saying he was a cunt with a stupid name. <laughs> um, that's the way it is but i was totally unsurprised by helen lewis going for me i didn't i didn't feel uh too fucking affronted i know i my comments were there it's pretty clear they're not misogynistic it's pretty clear to anyone who's capable of critical reap that i was pretty much just picking polly toynbee out as a random name like i could have said any fucking guardian columnist like a fucking friedland or something but you think no she wants... would say a fucking word if it was friedland yeah nobody fucking wants friedland on tv because he's a strange little man whose bones are brittle like a bird and he's yeah. made of milk in the words of like, corbin uh... he's a bit obsessed 
He's, yeah, he's a bit obsessed. Yeah, exactly. It was, he, his articles are just a constant, you know, disgusting, subliminal nastiness. So, you know, I don't, I don't fucking like, I don't have a, well, I mean, I have, I, I think she's terrible. There's a Polly Toynbee article that somebody sent me after this from, I think, 2004, where she boasts that she's proud to be an Islamophobe. <laughs> this was, this was where new atheism I was still a kind profiling. of default position amongst a certain section of the liberal still left. You wanted to seem, yeah, yeah, as they wanted to seem kind of hip and countercultural without being on the fucking left. So rather than bothering to rack their brains with any kind of nuanced critique of capitalism they went for religion like that's literally how it is i can literally say from personal experience like before i fucking forced myself to like sit down and think about what capitalism was i saw like religion is more of a problem yeah so that's why you get these fucking sdp centrist fucking melts because i'm sorry she's not left wing and polly toynbee piped in afterwards herself responding to Helen Lewis saying, Cuh, these people are pe- people's front of Judea splitters. And you're just like, oh my fucking god. Splitters. Are you going there? I literally <laughs> yeah, responded. word, you scab prick. S-D-P. <laughs> S-D fucking P. I, like, let's overlook the fact that, yeah, these people still use the fucking, like, Monty Python references, but they were using it their fucking student union back when they were a member of, like, the Communist Party of Great Britain, aged 18. Like, <laughs> the, these people are facile in every way, incredibly egotistical of Polly Toynbee, that she would think that I was talking specifically about her, rather than just, uh, as we say, naming anyone other than fucking bird bones friedland you know and and the fact that she's obviously pally with helen lewis as are people like yvette cooper does make me question these prominent figures on our center left's commitment to transgender rights and makes me think that i was right in saying that these people shouldn't be on television and in the media Mm. representing the left and they shouldn't be they really fucking shouldn't be and the sooner we boot them out unceremoniously the better and carly toynbee is part of that Helen Lewis is another part of that. And the exactly. ideal situation yep. is both of them kick the fuck out of the media. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially Helen Lewis, because I think at this point it really is... Like, I like reading Stephen Bush's articles. At this point, I think it's um, massively not to his credit that he continues to work with her. I, I, and, and I know, like, people, you need a job. Like, I don't begrudge that some people have to work for the New Statesman. But I kind of think if you're a writer with career prospects of your own and your own yeah. profile, then you really should not be working at that hive of bigotry, which you can ask uh, yeah. you can ask transgender people who have felt fucking victimised by the editorial stance which Helen Lewis has been determining for several years of that publication. It's so damaging, uh, psychologically damaging to many in the trans community as well. It's just it's, like, it's shocking that there's so many of them, and it's like a cartel of them seemingly that are all supported by each other and backed up where they they seem to be free of any criticism. And yeah, if you were if you wouldn't like, work with yeah. a racist, don't work with a transphobe. Like it's as simple as that. Like there's no excuse for working with Helen Lewis or for treating her as a serious journalist. She's a bigot, and she publishes bigots like Sarah Ditton and like Glosswitch. I found it quite funny that I dug up this article from Martin F. Robbins for the. The chinless carpenter, as I've started calling him after his his amazing Facebook post about how he went to home base and was instantly better at woodwork than every other cunt there. But that awful man, he wrote a fucking whinge for Vice in 2014 about how he'd been stuck on a turf blocker. 
<laughs> and, uh, and he cites all his mates. He's like, why have my friends, Helen Lewis and Sarah Dittam and uh, what's her name? Caroline Perez. Criado Perez. Yeah. How come they've been put on this turf block of these feminist activists? Um, it's quite literally trans exclusionary. And that's exactly what their clique yeah. installs. It's it a fucking exclusionary <laughs> aspect. Uh, uh, no, you, you, you can't. That's it's. You can't say that. It's dro- it's drugged. It's a slur. It's a slur. slur. You can't. Yeah, you need to be careful. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, and, and, it basically it's, it's defines exactly what they are, but you know, you can't, yeah, you can't exactly. say that. And no woman who isn't a fucking bigot who we don't want listening to our show is going to stop listening to our show because we say that word. And it's not like we chuck it about all the time. We only nah. fucking use it when we're, when we're specifically talking about these fucking rotten people. It's and hardly the central it. thesis of our podcast, is it? Like, no, as much as it should be. As much as we spend all of our time dedicated... Let's to do a spin-off now, yeah. That. I mean, the I mean, anyway any way we can make our podcast more inclusive of transgender people than the fucking new statesman i think is something to aspire to <laughs> yeah. it's so, a low bar low bar but... yeah exactly it's a low bar but it but that's the fucking start isn't it if you're yeah. not the new statesman then you can go from there but i mean i would love to see the new statesman under a new editorial team becoming a sort of progressive voice again not that they've, they've ever been like my kind of politics but becoming something that can include the left and that that transgender people such as Sean Fay on Twitter was saying this the other day. She doesn't feel that she can ever submit a publication to the New Statesman, doesn't begrudge anyone who would because people need to pay the bills, but yeah. like just couldn't do it. And that's appalling if people feel that about your publication. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's disgusting. So, yeah, we're not taking any lectures from these fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't surprise me. It didn't upset me when I saw Helen Lewis going at me. I had a hospital appointment, so it was a bit of a pain in the ass. Like, Awkward I would have, timing. You know, my, yeah. yeah, my phone fucking blowing up. Did but you what, see her uh, pills for a piece? Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, she oh, believed. If you could tell a fucking idiot like her feels like she's writing this magnificent piece where she addresses her own prejudice, going, you know what, growing up, I just didn't like Scousers, and when I saw 95, oh, she died, oh, and then another yeah. one died <laughs> years after. I thought, you know, she wrote out the and she thought yeah. she was oh so God. fucking woke for going, I thought they deserved it, fucking savages. Fuck but you. Now, I, <laughs> I was prejudiced. Oh, fuck I, yourself. Wow. She read it in The Spectator, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, I think the editorial written by Simon Heffer, edited by Boris Johnson. It's like fucking saying, disgusting I, spiel. I remember when I watched oh, Django Unchained for the first time and I was just like, why is this black man shooting those poor white people? Well, but now, now I realise that was prejudice. <laughs> A really appalling figure to have in the media. Oh, George Eaton tweeted out that Guardian article about five reasons to love slugs earlier, didn't he? And he yeah. A disgusting anti-Corbyn piece in the Guardian. <sighs> if you love Shut slugs, up. you're probably a slug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're trying to take ownership of slugs. This is what we forced out of them. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're take slugs. Take the term. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Whenever I see from like, oh, should we form our own slugs and melts party? It's like, yeah, you fucking yeah, should, mate. Please Give do. it a go. <laughs> this is like when the American liberals tried to like say, you know what? If being a cook means being respectful, I am a cook. <laughs> 
We're doing the work for us. If Rick Santorum just said, yeah, yeah, I like this loop being called Santorum. Yeah, I'm going to use it all the time now. (laughs) Own it. Own it. Some guy added me saying, oh, this slug and melt stuff seems a bit like cuck to me. And I was just like, Mm. cuck. So it fills us with immense joy that Hella Lewis is very rattled by us. Oh yeah, we've got them quaking in their boots. And even if we don't, who fucking cares? They're talking about us and really they've got better things to do. Yeah. Free well, publicity. We're not pretending to be anything we're not. None of our That's listeners it. are gonna see that and be like, ah, well I'm not gonna listen to them anymore. They're gonna be like, Oh what dickheads, they seriously care about the opinions of a pretty niche <laughs> podcast for dedicated leftists who are pretending to be anything else they love it though it's like it's like when uh when i called ian dale a racist potato cunt for his attack on diane abbott and he followed me and i just blocked him (laughs) (laughs) it's like these people might want to these people might want to fucking engage with us to have a debate i'm not fucking interested in debating with these cunts like like honestly i like you know no platform to fucking transphobes no platform to racists like fuck these people like they just deserve to be added with like slug Melt, <laughs> toad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure, um, prick. But, uh, yeah. Speaking yeah. of slugs, just on a very brief tangent, I took your guys' advice and I went on Twitter while we were recording. I just tried to get myself blocked by some jollyons, and I would like to announce <laughs> that with the help of some of our followers, I've succeeded. Jollyons hey! Green has blocked me. Hey! <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> yeah, shit, so you've been. Proud. Oh, sh- Joe Green's got a new profile picture, looking ever the greasy, fucking miserable cunt <laughs> whose entire world has been destroyed by Twitter shit posters oh. banging on about slugs and melts. All of a sudden, no one respects him anymore, and he shits his pants. <laughs> and then he deletes all his tweets like a coward. Oh, so we we got a tip. Like, because uh, sometimes real politic gets tipped off with insider info. We are your news. We are your media, Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> we got Where is news. the DM at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody slid into the DMs with a with a little tip for us. So basically, the problem with our tip that we got is that it's dated now, like we didn't get around to recording in time to reveal it on air. Um, (laughs) But basically, it was that Corbin was having a reshuffle, not a major overhaul, but he's going to integrate some of the new intake. And indeed he did. So the person we got tipped off about was David Drew, the new MP for Stroud. Is it Stroud or Stroud? Stroud, I think. I don't know. Oh, I'm not yeah, going to commit. That sounds right. The, I don't know. The new MP for Stroud, David Drew, was offered the DEFRA brief. Yeah, took a junior ministerial role there. He's going to be in charge of agriculture and the Badger Coal. So that's what we were tipped off about. Um, apparently, David Drew and Corbyn have been pretty friendly faces for like a few years. Yeah, so David Drew has a PhD in agricultural affairs, so it's probably a very good choice for that role. And hasn't Corbyn also promoted some people to the shadow cabinet who are also very 
suited to the roles they've been appointed to. The particularly boy! Su- Chris Williamson, were yes. you thinking of? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. He's Shadow Minister for the Fire Brigade and Emergency Services. Yeah. Isn't mm. he? Like, he'll be great in that brief because hasn't he campaigned on those sort of issues for years? Yeah. yeah. He's got a really yeah. strong record in that. We can be proud of him. He's, he's um, going to be good. Getting him back in is going to be good. Yeah, it's great because he's, he's shown that he's actually a very strong media performer as well. He was saying the other day he supports mandatory reselection yeah. just to keep MPs <laughs> on their fucking toes. And I'm so up for that. Oh, did um, you see Corbyn's response to that today? What was it? Oh, there are going to be some changes. <laughs> yes! Yeah, Corbyn's hey, spokesperson said that. I, I fucking love that, yeah. Because Diane Abbott has advocated mandatory reselection at the Progress Conference. <laughs> like, Auntie Diane's back, baby! And she's killing it. Like, she's advocating an amnesty for undocumented migrants who were affected mm. by the Grenfell fire. It's great to have her back sitting next to Corbyn on the front bench giving him that much needed loyal support uh, where, where were all those slugs calling us like, sexist when they were all just slagging off Diane Abbott yeah exactly know? oh well Ian Dale's yeah. going into number 10 now oh god yeah so it's going to be run by fucking cartoon head from ideal and a racist <laughs> fucking potato <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not wait. But I was going to say, in the Labour reshuffle, the other thing that they did was Corbyn promoted a couple of new police ministers yeah. to, serve, <laughs> to serve under Diane. So, a few months back, we played Corporal Comrade on the show, and Louise Haig yeah. was one of the names that came up. She was an MP from a Labour party who was elected in 2015 and was originally seen as being on the left of the party before she snaked Corbyn and supported Owen Smith pretty vocally throughout the coup. Or as our mate Jack calls it, a bit of a laugh. Um, <laughs> however... Little did we know. Now, when we played Cop or Comrade, we pretty much declared Louise Haig a cop instantly. Like, we hardly discussed her at all. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to get into chucking abuse about and that, but my view was very much that if somebody supported Owen Smith, that they were automatically a cop. And as we Fair. know in Cop or Comrade, my view goes. So, <laughs> so we pretty much uh, unilaterally, instantly, me and Tom. The, the cult of personality, yes. Yeah, exactly. The death cult of the Toms. Uh, <laughs> an extra added Jack. I've seen a few more Jacks on the left, by the way. That's, that, that's nice. Thing. By the way, I haven't I, seen I, any Yairs yet. I, the only like other prominent Yair in politics I can think of. Not not the only one, but but the one who came to mind first is that cunt Yair Rosenberg. Oh god, yeah, he's the only other Yair I've ever heard of. Yeah, he's like some proper fucking like pro-Israel American like hawk scumbag who Oh right, he's on the podcast don't rip into him too much (laughs) (laughs) He bangs on about UK politics all the time without knowing a fucking thing about it like he just always calling Corbyn an anti-Semite and stuff and I tried to at him before I was like all liberals are cunts when I was like okay we can debate with these people and win them round I tried to at him and explain the actual like political (laughs) context behind Corbyn, like um, yeah, the majority yeah. of the, la- the mainstream of the Labour Party embracing austerity, stuff like that, that to, to explain to him why Corbyn still commanded a majority of members in the Labour Party, he wasn't fucking having it. I didn't get no. a reply. <laughs> and then I copped him out to, uh, is it Acer? Win Stanley? Yeah, it's um, Acer, I think. It's not, it's not yeah, a real name. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> hey, look, man, this guy's called you a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and he fought me because of that. The only other well, yeah, what... I can think of is like, 
an Israeli general, so massive cop. Yeah. And some, like, <laughs> ancient biblical dudes, you know? Oh, yeah. That, not that not a common right. thing. They yeah. might have thrown slug and toad around at people. Like, that might have used <laughs> the new lexicon of the left before any of us. But... What I was actually saying was that when we did Cop or Comrade with Louise Haig and pretty much yeah. instantly called her a cop, we had no idea that she was a fucking cop a when she was younger. Cop. A literal fucking constable for the <laughs> police. She's, yeah. she's been drafted in the shadow police minister now, hasn't she? Yeah. She has, yeah. <laughs> because we all know Labour are now the, the party of cops. police. We are 100% pro-cop. <laughs> Pro-police, anti-cop. Pro-police, anti-cop. That's what I'm yeah. sticking to. <laughs> oh, back so, in other reshuffle news, the yeah. delightful and wonderful Gloria DiPiero has been brought oh, back to wreck on behalf of Tom Watson. And, what a stupid yeah. decision. <sighs> God, I, like, I've got, why I've got, do we got have nothing but respect for Corbyn and his team, but why? Why do that? Like, she's not a left-winger at all, not even, like, soft left, not even old Labour right, but supports our fucking economic agenda. Like, there's no need for it. Like, she's rubbish. Um, and she instantly went off in the pages of The Guardian with Graham Iranian hangmen Jones about <laughs> the need for Labour to be basically more racist and more warmongering. Like, he was talking about Graham Jones, this fucking thick as pig shit fucking dribbling fucking moron who literally accused Owen Jones of supporting ISIS and the Guardian <laughs> still listened to this guy and go oh yeah he's not just a fucking pig shit thick stupid warmongering Saudi supporting cunt who no one should take seriously some fucking educated fucking supposedly discerning person actually noted down words that Graham Jones said and published them in a national newspaper as a serious contribution to politics. <laughs> but anyway, Graham Jones was basically saying that he wanted to represent the white working class in Parliament, which is already a alarm bells. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. He wants to specifically Whoa. represent Silent white majority. voters. What was yeah, his, what was his exactly. quote? How thick does this party have to be? Yeah, How it's like you're fucking you, wanted you... my friends and mates fucking idiot like graham jones like honestly this man is just too stupid for parliament like i'm i i, I just, come on come come on it's like a fucking jane merrick was in fucking parliament or something i mean jesus christ like the only advantage of that i can see is if you know she'll outlive vince cable so make her leader of the lib dems but <laughs> you know bring the spoon into the heart of government so, oh fucking hell we're not too far oh God, what is it, Kieran? You you might know this, but it's something about the Lib Dems might be prepared to support the Conservative minority government on a vote by vote basis. Yeah, Whoa, to act in shock. the national interest because yeah. for some reason they've gone from their whole line of being the real opposition to <laughs> being part of the government again. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, that's the only fucking relevancy they have. Did I step through a wormhole and we're back in 2010 now? Yeah, oh, we're but, back but, now, but, but I can't wait because guys, we're going to crush them. We're going to crush guys, them. They've ju- made such a mistake. Ju- just like Tim Farron stood up to the gay frog menace, <laughs> Vince Cable is going to stand up to the insane death cult of youth <laughs> by dying on the fucking job. And gradually. He's going to tell everyone why they were wrong to think that free tuition fees are a good idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, duped. no, they're go- 
by Jeremy they're going, Corbyn. Like, they're going full hard right economics. Like they're, they're got fucking Ken Clark on fucking Channel 4 News saying, yeah, let's keep the public sector pay gap. Austerity is good, especially after Brexit, which is, is every cunt's fucking excuse for perpetual austerity now that Brexit is going to be bad. And of course, we all know that the solution to economic downturn is massive public spending cuts. But yeah, there's a, there's a fucking cigarette paper between fucking Vince Cable and Ken Clark. Like they should for <laughs> they should fucking take fucking Subes and Heidi Alec uh, not Heidi Alex Heidi Alan, Allen Heidi Allen Heidi Allen and yeah no fucking take Heidi Alexander while you're at it. She's the <laughs> shadow health secretary. Just take all these fucking scabs. Go on, take the take the fucking Green Party. Take fucking Caroline Lucas. I'm through <laughs> with her. Friendship ended with Caroline. Best friend yeah. now Jeremy for fucking <laughs> ever. Like no the Green Party. <laughs> It's finished. That's sad and tragic. Done. Like there's totally no need for them. No, no, she should have fucking disbanded. They should have fucking disbanded the moment Corbyn became leader. What is she doing? She's just scabbing us about the single market. What? Ah, fuck off. Like, but yeah, shows <laughs> shows the socialist convictions of a of a Green Party politician. If they, I agree, I agree, and I'm right somebody who voted for the Greens in uh, 2015. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unnecessary so a couple more things before we go we've got one tiny bit of insider information which we can drop and then all right so it's pretty much an open secret but the labor right were expecting that labor would lose catastrophically at this election and they were prepared to snap maybe not quite at 10 on the dot maybe not at 10.01 but soon thereafter at least before labor conference which is in september yeah September. That they were going to launch a leadership challenge. Isn't However, that like we've the found... fourth one or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. It would be... It, it would... Um, they'd fuck it up, undoubtedly. But we found that there was even more of a chance they'd fuck it up. Because we all know that the right in Labour... They're finished. It's very sad and tragic what's going on there. (laughs) Increasingly pathetic and irrelevant. So they don't actually command the support of that much of the party. They were hoping that maybe if Corbyn lost an election big time then, then they would in that circumstance. But obviously that didn't happen. But even if Corbyn had fucked up the election big time, I'm not quite sure that a slate of... Jeremy Corbyn representing the left in the contest and Chukaramuna, Yvette Cooper and Lucy Powell representing the right would have necessarily done the right any favours. I think their vote no. might have been split pretty significantly. And, uh, and it's like Lucy Powell. Like, Jesus. Who the fuck like... wants Lucy Powell as their fucking leader? <laughs> who the yeah. fu- no one even knows who she fucking is. Like, at least Joker has that, like, he has that David Milibandite people who love capitalism but don't really know politics very much just know who he is because he's been around because he's yeah. put in the time to edit his own wikipedia page and call himself the british obama because <laughs> he, he dj'd at their fucking club once <laughs> like, just because he's decided to like make his pitch and by the way when i went locked for the first time long time followers will remember the very first thing i put was that he was looking for a campaigns assistant and this was about january february this has been in the pipeline for a while and Yvette Cooper, 
We all know she has the entitlement of a fucking Byzantine emperor to one day end up at the top, like a fucking fat mug of a husband could never do. With her policies, with fucking awful brown-eye economics crossed with awful 05-era Blairite immigration policy. Uh, actually, Kira, nationalisation's bad because it just means you've got another bunch of white men running the show. Oh, <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. Actually, do you remember her conference when she was running for leader and came a dismal third, despite the fact that The Guardian tried to pretend she was making a last-minute break for it? She oh, genuinely genuinely had like a speech and memorabilia out that was genuinely and you can go back and check this magic money tree shit like (laughs) oh my god jeremy you can't find this money anywhere jeremy all that like oh yeah if you know your economics if you know your canes you'll know that you can't do this (sighs) canes was completely defeated completely demolished canes the canes settlement fell apart in 1976 and she's still going, oh, well, Jeremy, you do- clearly don't know your Keynes. Good. Fucking good. That's what I'm understanding that left-wing economics needs to be Keynesian. Keynes was a fucking liberal. And his settlement <laughs> died. It's dead. And that's why Thatcher was able to thrive Sad. from that. Sad and fucking tragic. And Cooper thinks she has this entitlement to the throne, and she doesn't. But, oh, my God. Could you imagine a Lucy Powell trying to, oh you know, God, yeah. split that vote and somehow end up as the insurgent leader? I mean, I know no one fucking heard of Corbyn, but can you even tell me, like, I know she's on the right of the party, but other than that, and other than slagging off her fellow colleagues for joining in and assisting with being the opposition... What has yeah. she ever done? Well, it's, it's quite funny, actually, that she threw a bit of shade at Angela Rayner. Because, like, what the fuck did she ever do in the Shadow Education Brief? I, I don't remember fucking shit about Labour's education policy before Angela Rayner took her job. Yeah, and she would like, have folded <laughs> instantly when it came to Ra- Rayner schools. has turned that fucking department around. I'm not even a huge fan of hers, to be honest, but she's been so much of an improvement that it's actually comical. Yeah, like, <laughs> education policy is a cornerstone of our platform, and that was yeah. never even close on the Lucy Powell. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, one more thing. Tell us a bit about Chuck Akira, and tell us a bit about what he's <laughs> been on. up to. As, as you're our Westminster correspondent, well, and our South Pacific correspondent yeah. now. Well, obviously, he was hiring people, trying to launch his leadership beard, lining oh, himself what, what up. Was, by the way, Kieran on Keynes there is this episode's equivalent of Kieran on Hobsbawm. <laughs> <laughs> Attacking another dead figure of the past. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, because they don't Carry fight on. back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should fucking go for dead cunts all the time, man. <laughs> Anyway. What do I even need to say about Chukar Amuna? If you're listening to this podcast, you know about Chukar Amuna. You know why he's just a fucking flimsy piece of shit. <laughs> you know he'll never <laughs> properly run for the leadership. He'll never stay in long enough. He doesn't have the bottle. He doesn't have the fucking guts to stay in and fight. He flapped it last time. He'll flap it again because his whole fucking platform is built on sand. He's not a threat to us. He's not a challenge. Maybe he, he is, is the worthless. British Obama, but without all that electoral success. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe he is in the kind of fucking the intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of like not getting round to closing Guantanamo. <laughs> that Obama. That Obama, yeah. Drone bomb in the Middle run. East. He can't be leader. <laughs> he knows why he can't be leader. Everyone knows mm. his predilection for certain... Narcotics, and that's alleged. <laughs> that is alleged. alleged. Yeah, Allegedly. yeah, that's not, we are fucking not it, going out for that. That his somewhat like salubrious habits. 
I've come from being a DJ, from living in London. You can't have someone like that. You can't have someone like that. We never touch narcotics, do we? No, we are a solidly anti-narcotic podcast. This is a Christian podcast. Yeah, at the heart of this podcast is Christianity, and we have we've been quoting from the Bible in this episode. I don't know if these listeners know. Yeah, we are as Catholic as you come. Like, what's my what's my what's my favourite bit from the Bible? And lo, uh, the Lord spaketh and said, "Thy frogs should not lie with thy frog of thy same gender." (laughs) (laughs) To that effect. to being the humans of must Russia, not we are actually a branch of the Vatican. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You hit the so, Vatican yeah, nice no, no, now, right, not yeah. at all. <laughs> Woke Catholic Twitter. <laughs> so I we, brought I us in, so I guess I'm going to bring us out. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, it's been great. You've been listening to The Real Politic with... Uh, we, you've been listening to the Real Politic podcast. I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Leave me, it in. Yaya Rice, uh, me, Jack Frey, Kira Reed. Morris. Oh, you all do your own names. Fine. Oh, uh, do I, I don't know how it works. Fine. No, it's cool. Go yeah. with it. Go with it. Russia. Oh, oh, and Russia. Uh, Tom Foster. Max and, <laughs> Max, Max and Christianity go hand in hand. Solidarity. <laughs> Russia. Russian Orthodox Church. <laughs> I'm dead again. Arrivederci. All right. Never been a nigga this good for this long This hood, for this pop, this hot, for this strong With so many different flows, this one's for this song The next one I switch up, this one will get bit up These fucks too lazy to make up shit, they crazy They don't paint pictures, they just trace me You know what, soon they forget where they club They hold style from the try to reverse the outcome I'm like, huh? I'm not a biter, I'm a writer for myself and others I say a big verse, I'm only bigging up my brother Bigging up my barrel, I'm big enough to do it I'm that barrel, plus I know my own flow is foolish So the rings and things you sing about, bring them out It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth I'm in new sneakers, dual seaters, few divas What more can I tell you? Let me spell it for you W-I-L-L-I-E Nobody truer than H-O-V And I'm back for more New York's ambassador the door, Prime Minister, back to finish my business up.
your ass is Willie when they got you in the mag For like half a Billy and your ass ain't Lily White, that mean that shit you write must be illy Either that or your flow is silly, it's both I don't mean to boast, but damn if I don't brag Them crackers gon' act like I ain't on the ass the Martha Stewart, that's far from Jewish Far from a Harvard student, just had the balls to do it And no, I'm not through with it, in fact, I'm just previewing it This ain't the show, I'm just EQing it One, two, and I won't stop abusing it The groovy girl, stop false accusing it Back to the music, the Maybach roof is translucent Niggas got a problem, Houston <laughs> What up, B, they can't shut up me Shut down I, not even P.E., I'm a ride God forgive me for my brash delivery But I remember vividly what these streets did to me So picture me, let these clowns nitpick at me Paint me like a pickany I would literally kiss T.T. in the forehead Tell her please forgive me to squeeze into your forehead I'm not the one to score points off In fact, I got a joint to knock your points off Young, over the guard nigga blasphemy I'm at the Trump International, ask for me I ain't never scared, I'm everywhere, you ain't never there Nigga, why would I ever care? Pound for pound, I'm the best to ever come around here Excluding nobody, look what I embody The soul of a hustler, I really ran the street A CEO's mind, that marketing plan was me And no, I ain't get shot up a whole bunch of times Or make up shit in a whole bunch of lines and I ain't animated like say a Busta Rhyme But the real shit you get when you bust down my lines Add that to the fact I went plat a bunch of times Times that by my influence on pop culture I supposed to be number one on everybody list We'll see what happens when I no longer exist Fuck this What more can I say? It's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing